All right, so we are at session five. We have one more left. And I do want to tell you that um, I'm using the live session for a podcast. So it can reach out to a greater audience. I'm going to be doing a, like a free audio, like a, maybe close to an hour so everybody can hear what this is all about. I'll stream it from it and then, yeah, so I'm going to make it into a podcast live as it is. I think it's okay because we weren't really very personal. We, we had asked questions, but it was very general, and that's just how these work. So, um, so it's all good. So session five, so we don't have these sessions labeled because it doesn't work like that. Everything is interconnected. Actually, in a very beautiful way, we are just we're flowing. Whatever needs to come up, comes up, and it kind of gives me a segue to the next, to the next. So it's been great. So um, before I begin, any questions? Any Anything that came up from last week was a big session. There was a lot of very heavy-duty concepts that we covered. We covered, um, we kind of talked about, you know, shame, blame, guilt, which is part of everyone's psyche. And um, we talked about trusting, letting go, acceptance, um, you know, again, fear showing up in avoidance, because when we are avoiding somebody, things, it's because there's a fear that they're going to corner us into something, and we're not, we don't know how to be ourselves, because we fear losing their love or their um, acceptance of us. So, and that's all okay. And um, so anything came up for you in the last, for the last week in that session? Interesting awareness of it all. Like, wow, look at these patterns that have been happening and showing up. And instead of running from them, um, just noticing and accepting. Yeah, and it's a big field. It's a big field to play because just because we can say, oh, you know, I see the guilt and the shame and seeing it and acknowledging it is half the battle. And then how we, and it's bigger than that. It's not just seeing it, but then really beginning to, you know, when we talk about loving your pain, so I was thinking about that. The only way to love your pain, if you begin to see the gift that the pain has brought into your life. So there's that's the appreciation. We were kind of leading into appreciation last uh, session. Can you really appreciate and see the gift? And we can't really appreciate um, Unless we, you know, really, that's that's how we, that's, and we can't actually really love the discomfort, the pain, until we see the opening and the opportunities and the gifts that that pain or discomfort has brought. And really accepting it in the heart. And... Um, So it just, again, just kind of summarizing, this stuff can't be heard too much because it's a different way of thinking. It's a reminder. And we very quickly forget that we're dealing with energies 
not people. That is for everybody. Mm-hmm. Um, and when, because when we start kind of, you know, tackling people, we really get into our head. Mm-hmm. And we begin to do this head games with others. There's, you know, that's a dead end road. There's a lose lose. No one wins in that. Um, you, mm-hmm. you know, probably get a headache, exhaustion, and waste of time, and just it doesn't, it doesn't go anywhere. Because this type of stuff cannot be worked out with the mental faculties. We just think it can be worked out with the mental faculties. We want to do the banter. We want to have be tangled into a web of arguments. Everybody's arguing to prove their point. So that's a waste of time because unless you really want to hear someone else's point, why do you need to prove your own point? You already know it, mm-hmm. right? So unless argue if there is a willingness and a desire to truly understand the other person, otherwise, you know, it does not bring about anything. But our effort is so some for someone else to see. Our effort, if the effort is to see someone else. To hear someone else and not, and you know, frankly, it's not, you know, that's my practice, that is what I do, but it's not always easy to continuously tackle and understand people. Um, that's a, you know, you can deplete a lot of your energy. You can try, but many times, if, you know, it's difficult to change a belief. It's, and it's not your task to change someone's belief. It's your, you know, your path here to see how someone's belief, if that's creating something in you. And can you be aware of that? Can you acknowledge that? Can you accept that? And can you wrap your heart around it? Can you love that part of you that has this experience? Okay, Um, and so we don't want to make anything wrong. No one is wrong, just like none of us are victims. People aren't wrong. They are, people believe what they believe, and they will give you an argument as to why they believe it so. Mm So remember, when we remain in the, when we work with the mental faculties, we will remain in the head. And uh, so that's our, you know, our job is not to win. Our job is not to uh, prove a theory. Um, Our job is not to, you know, fill up another psychology book. Our job is to end the suffering. And we start by ourselves. And the only way to end the suffering, love heals all, is we have to train the mind to operate through the heart. Yeah, mind isn't wrong, but mind just cannot take charge. So that's why we drop the head into the heart so it can operate via the heart. So we all of our, we talked about our six aspects that it's in the heart that all of the six aspects are um, harmonized. And when they're harmonized, and that's when, you know, the heart becomes a six-pointed star when you just reside in that place. And that is the freedom. 
that is a freedom. And again, the path is jaggedy. Um, the path isn't linear. The path isn't easy, but I always say not going to that path is disastrous. This isn't easy, but other than this is disaster, a complete disaster and a waste of our life, waste of our time, waste of our potential. So, um, and, you know, there, there are a lot of us who are very affected by what's happening in the news and the world and all of that. And, you know, it just, just come to my attention that everybody's affected differently. Everybody has a different take on it, just a slightly different take on it, and everybody's dealing with it however they're dealing with it. Um, so again, looking at our own reaction, when you hear the news, when you hear a political thing happening that you don't agree with, what is a reaction in you? It's that reaction that's like, that's mirroring. Because why is it that the same news, everybody can view it differently? Why is it that so many, everybody has a different opinion? Because we all have our different uh, conditioning, different filter, different energies that we are here to heal. So that's what is touching. So if, you know, if anything on the outside in the political world or news is, really affecting many people, then that's actually an opportunity to see why is that. And we mistakenly think, because we have done it for so long, we think that if we analyze it in our head and are really strong, make our point strong, we are going to bring about a change. And then we are going to convince everyone else of our point because how can they not see it? what we see so and really it's really an innocent it's not it's not nobody the truth is whatever we're doing subconsciously underneath what's happening it's hidden from us we're not deliberately doing anything we're doing it because we honestly believe that this is the right thing to do and, you know, now the question for some is how in your right mind you can actually think that. Well, they can't think that. We will never know that. Okay. Just so, it, you know, let everyone be entitled to their opinion. Don't understand why. Don't justify it why. It's not yours to understand. It's yours to accept. You don't have to agree with it. You don't have to like it. You don't, you know, have to, you know, have continuously that that disparity in your home, right at your home front. You don't have to socialize with them. You don't have to continuously counterattack them. But you have to acknowledge that that is there, and that's also part of love. They are part of love. You have to acknowledge it. And if it's bringing forth a strong reaction in you, that's really a great opportunity to look at what is it, because everything is a mirror. Um, everything is a mirror. There is, I have no other ways to put it. And if we don't look at what we are reflecting, then the image that we are seeing and continue to analyze it, we're chasing our tails.
So, um, so that's a reminder to remember that. So it's not the people, it's the energy that everyone is dealing with. So, um, you know, the history is that when we talked about the void, how the angels went into the void to actually heal the void, to heal the darkness, but they got stuck in it. And and the, the planet, the human planet was, you know, the human project was so we can heal those energies. It's kind of, you know, funny to like hard to talk about this as if somebody actually planned it. But the truth is it is planned. <laughs> okay. We don't know that. It's not a plan that we can we can see or perceive or understand. It's, it's beyond the dimensions that we live in. But that is how the cosmos, the universe works. And so, you know, many times a client will come, you know, come to me and they're like, oh, my God, I have, you know, so much going on. I'm all falling apart. And I said, the fact that we are here in this human body and human life is we've got all, we all got shit to clean. Mm -hmm. Otherwise, we wouldn't be here. Just the fact that we are here, two things to remember. The fact that we are here, we're worthy enough to clean that up. We're worthy enough. We're sent here. We're worthy enough to heal. And we are here because there is something to heal. Once we heal it, we will be little angels helping other people. Um, so, so we want to look at the energies that everyone is dealing with and really keep coming back to what is it bringing about in you. So there's the energy, it represents a Velcro. There's a magnet, there's an, there's an attraction to it. It's not anything we see, but that's how it works. So by seeing your own side of the Velcro by, by acknowledging that it's there and by loving that part of you that you don't like, mm -hmm. that's why it's mirroring on the outside, um, that's what needs to be brought to love. That's what is ready to know love. That's how those energies, they find freedom, when they find freedom in love in your heart, the Velcro is no longer there. And it, it just won't hit you the same way. The news or anything external, it won't, there won't be a charge. It won't be a hit on the heart. You won't get so intense about it or emotional about it because the charge isn't there. You may still not mm -hmm. like it, but the charge is not so intense. And that's when we are starting to move towards healing. Because when we can feel that, and that's, that's what the world needs, that's what our lives need. We don't need more intensity of the head. We need the softness of the heart. So when the energies find freedom, they only find freedom in the heart, in love. They're accepted. They transmute into love. They, the Velcro is gone. The energy is gone. It's a different energy. It's a different flow. And um, so that was one point. 
many hundred points in that one point. So, <laughs> and <laughs> and then to um, so it's not a linear process. It is not that just you know you know it's like I've done it one time. Good, thank you. On to my next thing. It's like it's really starting to understand it. It's not a linear process. It has its own. This process is organic. But I can tell you that once we uh, transmute one part of the energy or one type of energy, the other stuff that you need to be looked at or the other things that need to be looked at or need your attention, they will show up. They will just show up. I, this is how what happened. They'll just show up. You're like, oh, wow, I... This is in front of me for so long, and finally it showed up the way it showed up. And sometimes it's a smack on your face. <coughs> because many times, you know, we need a little harder hit. We don't see it. We second guess it. We, we tune into it. We like, you know, get busy in life. We forget. Well, sometimes we need to be hit over the head. It's like, oh, do you see it now? Yes, I do. So, <laughs> so, and, and it'll, and once you're, once the flow is open and you're ready to see, it'll really, it'll flood in. It'll, things will just flood in of that quality, of that nature. You, you begin to see it. It's like, oh my God. This is what I've been kind of, didn't even know that was kind of siphoning my energy for the last year, last couple of years. And, and it just shows up because good, because now that is ready to find freedom. So just accepting that. It's not to make anything wrong. It's not to make anyone wrong. Mm -hmm. We're all in here together. We are all on this human planet. We are together, even though we may not feel like it. Um, So, and um, I happened to turn on the NPR this morning on my way to the gym, 91.7. We were talking about the, um, you know, how we are, so much of our energy is in the past, and there's the word regret came about. And I listened to it only for two minutes because my drive isn't that long. But the you know the psychologist who came, she said, in a way, regret is a good thing because it it allows us to look at our past mistakes and see how we can learn from them. Sure, it is. But I started to look at regret in a way that you know we are doing the work here. So I thought that. Um, I think that regret, it blocks the flow. So, you know, we can analyze it in the mind. And at some point, we may have, sometimes we have to wrap our head around it. We have to do that. But I think to, um, at a given time, we can only do what we know to do. It could be, the com it could be completely wrong thing. 
it could be completely something that is not working for you but if this that's what we work, we only work with what we have mm-hmm. so at any one point given point in time you can all you make your decisions based on the knowledge and the feelings you had so in that sense there can be any regret because there it is it is as it is you know it's it's you know regret is you know um kind of you know their vision is like 2020 like oh i now i see it it's good that you see it but you don't hold yourself responsible for doing something that you did 10 years ago that's all you knew that's called growth you grew you you you, you dealt with that mm-hmm. um so you know my take is it's just accepting it's just loving that part of ourselves that has um based our decisions based on how little we knew because that's all we had accepting that that is part of growth i mean obviously we would have learned from it we can look at it it's not that we don't need to look at it in the head and analyze it go ahead but the point is is not to be anchored in it mm-hmm. but the point is not to have it deplete our energy and and you know that's where the whole guilt thing comes in regret and guilt and it just zaps our energy so what we want to do is look at the experience of it and accept that it is there accept that we once were that naive and that's we are supposed to be it's a you know life is a practice life is a school you know we got to you know preschool and kindergarten and elementary school and etc cetera, etc cetera. we are not going to know, know what we should know in middle school and elementary school nobody can teach us that it's called time time teaches us that so accepting that accepting and appreciating and really seeing the gifts in all that came up because of where you have been every step takes you to the next step so the steps taken prior to what happens today they were needed to get you here how can they be wrong nothing is wrong if that's where you are right so there is no regret so there was an example i was reading something um there's an example of you know when somebody gives you a bouquet of flowers when you see a, a big bunch of flowers some are completely bloom some are just little buds some are little teenagers still kind of working their way up you don't say oh this flower is really beautiful you look at the bud and say yeah, I wonder what this this is going to turn into. Why it has why has it not bloomed? You look at the flower, you see a beautiful flowers. So that's how the creator looks at the world and the people in it. Beautiful flowers. It doesn't say, oh, you you know those you know Trump's name comes up often. And uh, just because it's so in the news and 
Every soul is looking to evolve. The time is not in our control when that happens. So many of us are just buds. Right, <laughs> waiting to bloom, and wherever we bloom, there we are. Mm -hmm. It's all okay. It's you know we have um, the self hatred leads to hatred in the world. The self unacceptance is how we don't accept the world. It's all a mirror. We're creating a mirror. Self-punishment, we outpicture it by punishing others. It's in front it's of us. True. It's in front of us day in, day out. Remember, hurt people hurt people. Our actions are a result of our inner experiences. We behave in a way how we feel because this is how we process how we feel. This is how we can see how we really feel. But if we don't know that, we can get stuck in that cycle. So to continuously punish ourselves or blame and guilt is just perpetuating the same um, suffering. Mm -hmm. It's perpetuating that suffering. So to, so to regret at something that happened years ago, you're perpetuating a suffering. If you need to look at it and see if I was different than what I have learned, oh, wow, that's great. But if, there, if you're anchoring into that for self-punishment and guilt and all of that stuff, it's, the suffering is gonna continue. Remember our job is not to analyze it to correction. There's no such thing. What is correct? That's not, it's not an objective thing. Our job is not to mentally figure the, our job is not to do the psychoanalysis because we have done the psychoanalysis. That's where we have been. Our job is to heal. It is to give these dark energies freedom and love because they are part of love, accepting them as part of love, and flowing them in the one flow of love. So we can, so they can get free, and they can expand into love within ourselves, and that's how we become free. That's how we heal. So if that's the objective, that's a quicker path. When we heal, there's really no reason to psychoanalyze, is there? Mm -hmm. So I think that's the path to take because it's smarter, not harder. It's harder in a different way. But once we heal, who cares about the psychoanalysis? What's the point of that? Point of that was to heal, I would think, and we never got there. We got stuck in it. It's paralysis of analysis. So the point is to heal. And in order to heal, we understand the mind. We help it, train it to operate through the heart. We, you know, what comes at, like, you know, step number 10, we just 
we go there right away. Why mess around? <laughs> <laughs> we go there right away and we heal. When we heal, we can get on to other things. We really don't have to waste our mind and figuring this out in our head because we really cannot. We have not been able to. It, you know, we become, it goes in cycles. We kind of run a loop in a cycle, right? So, um, what else? So I have a question. Yeah. When when we get to that point when we recognize, wow, I'm probably punishing my mom because I see things in her that I try to move away from and change in myself. So now I feel really guilty about that. And like I'm aware. Mm -hmm. So where do we go with that? Like and we're not we're trying to let it all become the flow of love, but when you realize your behaviors it's kind of crummy. So it's your behavior. So loving your behavior that was crummy. Loving that part of you. Hmm. When you find, when the love expands in yourself, it'll show up in your relationship with your mom. When you can accept yourself mm -hmm. that way, you won't have any trouble accepting your mom. Just as she is. So going into the heart is to what really, how is, what is my experience? When I realize that I have um, hurt someone, so when I realize that, let's just stick with that, I, my behavior has hurt, you know, someone I love. How does that make you feel? That hurts you. But that's not your intention. So then that is your own pain. Acknowledging it's there, accepting it, opening your heart to it, allowing it to be there. So then it doesn't become, it doesn't turn into self-punishment. Because then things can get really convoluted. You know, if you don't do it this way, it'll get convoluted in your future relationship with your mom. Okay. So accepting that you are human, accepting your own darkness, loving your darkness, loving your anger, loving your own pain, loving your own judgment self. You know, your judgment of people, it's like, that's a big deal. If we can open our heart to that, because we all judge. But we have to realize all judgment is self-judgment. Mm -hmm. So if we can open our heart to our own humanness, open our heart to our own quote-unquote flaws, they're really not flaws. They're called being human. We don't know better yet. We will know because it's a process. If we can really love those parts of ourselves that we don't like and love them, 
then the love expands within yourself. When the love expands within you, it'll out, be outpictured that way. It'll show in your interactions with the world. What's inside will come outside. So we want to fill the inside with love. You know, we only, we look at the image that a mirror produces. We don't look at what's behind, well, who's looking into the mirror? It's that who that we need to come back to. So we can't beat up the reflection. We can't beat up the mirror. It's only doing its job. <laughs> we need to change. We need to change who's standing in front of that mirror. That's the source. And we cannot change by judging it. We do not change it by punishing it. We change it by loving it. We bring it to wholeness. We know that. We know that at some level. It's just so difficult when we drop it into the heart. It's so difficult um, when we kind of, everything comes back into ourselves. Mm -hmm. It's like, what does that mean? When you say love it, love those parts of yourself, how, what does that look like? Is that a word, a mantra, or something? Like, it's opening your heart to it. It's so opening. You, it's mm -hmm. opening your heart to it. And we'll do a med. I mean, this mm -hmm. is this is where the hard part is because mm -hmm. we open our heart to it. And when we say open our heart, there's there's no physical evidence. Mm -hmm. It's very subtle. We don't understand what that means. Mm -hmm. It's not a door that I can open that I can see, mm -hmm. but you can feel it. You can feel the expansion. The result would be next time you are around the same situation, for example, with your mother, you may still think the same way in your mind, but there won't be a hit here on the heart level. There won't be that charge. There won't be that intensity because you have expanded that. So your heart expands to include the part of you that judged. That's the only way that part will heal. Right? It's like, you know, simple example is when, you know, Mahatma Gandhi, be the change you want to see in the world. And we have heard that war does not end war, peace ends war. So the opposite of love is fear. If we don't want to be afraid of something, we don't push it away. You have to bring it to love. 
we have to expand the love to include that in it. It's included in love. It becomes part of love. And it becomes part of love. There's no fear. The real emotion is love. At the very core, the deep folds of our heart, the only emotion there is, is pure love. Everything else is mind-made. So in this moment where you're being you hijacked by your best thoughts, you know, you're thinking through the day, something happens that makes you really angry from the perspective of what somebody else has done, mm -hmm. let's say. And so in that moment, the ideal is that we, we notice, okay, I'm so angry that this person did that thing just now. Mm -hmm. Like, how could they do that? And mm -hmm. then you go, okay, there's a you're angry at yourself. There's, that's why you're pulling out that anger. I don't know. Keep going. Keep going. And so then I say, okay, I love that. You just thought that. I love that, you know, <laughs> that you're getting angry. It's just it's such a, that's a, that's a, um, it's okay. It's okay that you're angry. That anger is somewhere about yourself. And let's just, we're just going to now flip it around and be like, let's say there's an actual thing that happened. Like you say, that person didn't do that thing on purpose. They come from a place of, of love. Their intent was not to be malicious. Something else is going on for them. And I turned it into anger because mm -hmm. that's my stuff. Is that what we do? Okay. <laughs> uh, kind of, sort of. Uh, there was a lot about the other person. Uh -huh. You'll get lost there. Okay. So, so when we're doing that, we're using our head. Okay. Because we're somehow wanting it to be okay. All right, I got too heavy. Yeah, mm -hmm. at a mental level, we want we want to make sense of it. We want yes. to make it okay. Mm -hmm. We say, well, they're coming from love. Mm -hmm. You really, the, the truth is, we have no idea where other people are coming from. Mm -hmm. Right? We don't mm -hmm. know. We only want to know it. So somehow, mentally, we can make their behavior okay. Mm -hmm. Well, the, the quicker path is, so let's just go ahead and do a drop into a heart. So take a minute, close your eyes. So take a couple of deep breaths, get settled in your body. Allow the breath to move into the heart space. Breathing into the heart. And then just gently drop the mind into the heart.
So just notice what's there, just that example that you gave. I'm sure we can all pull up an example like that. <laughs> if not today, maybe a day before today. So the, the example is someone does something. Someone you know, you care about, obviously they're close to you, um, that they do something that makes you very angry. So allow that emotion to come up. And now just kind of ask, what is it? What is it that you are feeling? The mind will say, but, 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 let's go ahead and analyze them because it's fun. Um, and just realize that and just, just turn the attention back to your experience and see if you can understand truly what your experience is. What is it that you are truly feeling? So whatever the emotion that you are recognizing, that you're feeling, see if you can feel it deeply. Allow yourself to feel that. Acknowledge what's there. Allow it to be. The mind will again come in wanting to make, pretty it up in a way that you can digest it. Just allow it to rest and allow it in its raw form. Continue to feel and I'll just see if something else pops up. And you allow it to flow as it is flowing and see what shows up underneath, if anything. Don't question it, don't judge it. Don't say I should feel differently. Don't be afraid by what you feel. Just simply feel it. Nothing is gonna happen if you feel it. And whatever comes up now, and just see if there's a little bit more digging under there. What is it really that's going on deep inside of you? Keep going deeper if there is something there. 
So it's not necessary to name everything, but you'll begin to feel like a subtle perception, a subtle, subtle but very sure knowing as to what this is. Then acknowledge it. That is, this is what it is. And it's possible that the same thing will show up and you may be able to go deeper in it at that time. Just acknowledge where it is today. Allow it to be. Don't need to understand it. The understanding, the processing will come. Life will provide many opportunities for you to process it. And accept it. Acceptance may be that it's just it's, 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 it's making me feel something that I can't quite put my finger on, if that is the case. Doesn't mean however you understand it today that it cannot change later. This is a process to understand and accept where it is today. Take responsibility for it because it's yours. You are the one feeling it. So take responsibility and now open the heart. Open your heart around it. Open your heart to it. So opening your heart, that, that part of you that kind of instigated this not so fun feeling. Open your heart around it. Expand the heart. So it can envelop all of this work that you were doing, all of these experiences and the feeling that you have. So it's possible that when you open the heart, if you begin to feel what you are feeling very deeply. The reason being because you allowed it. Because love is right there to support it, to support its flow to accept it. So when you open the heart around it, you can have a dual flow, like you can be feeling the pain of it or the intensity of it, but you are really accepting it. You're, you're opening the heart around it. You're feeling the love. So it gives like, like that taste in our mouth that we quite can't describe we begin to feel the heart. We may shed tears. That's a good thing. We begin to soften. Instead of being into the head, we get into the heart. We are beginning to heal. When the tears come, we are beginning to heal and love that part of us that we do not like. That's how we become whole. This is holistic view of love. It doesn't push anything out. It's all inclusive. It's unified. So continue to flow love in that dual flow where there's pain of knowing and experiencing something and then loving that pain. Continue to feel as deeply as you are feeling. Don't resist it. Mm -hmm. 
This is how the part of us that we do not like, they expand into love in ourselves. This is how the heart expands. This is how love expands. It includes everything. It's the one flow of love. It's the new way of love. When we are doing that, we become the heart of the creator. Like that example I gave of, you know, a fully bloomed flower as opposed to a bud. Everything and everyone is viewed as love. That doesn't mean you have to agree with what someone does. That doesn't mean you have to like it. That doesn't mean you have to hang out with them. It just means you accept your own reactions to them. And you have to accept that that person their behavior, their way of thinking and doing is also part of love. They're not wrong and you're not right. We're just all part of love. It's not right or wrong. Acceptance does not require any judgment. There is no judgment when there is acceptance. There's no nothing, anything when there's love. So continue to open the heart, expand the heart, and all you feel is love. So there's no mantra for it. You can visualize it, certainly. You can visualize the heart expanding. You can feel that all the, all the intensity or the hurtful feelings that you experience, they are flowing in that one flow of love. You don't have to understand it. You just have to flow love with it. You begin perhaps to see the other person that they are just also part of this flow. Invite them in. They're not wrong. That's where they are. That's how they think. That's what they believe. They are caught up in some energies and they have their own journey, their own process. Don't make them wrong. Don't make anybody wrong. Don't make yourself wrong. No judgment. So we expand the part of ourselves that we are not so proud of, that we don't like. We expand those parts in love in our own heart. We bring love into ourselves. Stay with it. And just again, when you, when we begin to view ourselves just as a creator or the gods view us, you become the heart of God. You become the beacon of love. You become a vessel. Now that's a way to change. That is a way to bring about change in the people who angered you. 
is not to deny them their expression, is not to analyze their behavior so we can feel comfortable with it. It is to be a beacon of love for them, not to resist the energies that they are involved in, is understanding the energetic experience that you are having. Allow that experience freedom in your own heart, freedom and love. So the way to know if, you know, how do you know this is working? Because you will know. You may smile for no reason. You will feel lighter. Next time around, the same situation, same person, same behavior, it won't have that hit into your heart. It won't have that intensity. It won't have that hook. You may still not like it, but it's not providing, it's not creating that charge in you, that emotional charge in you that involves the whole body, that riles you up. And slowly, 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 when you kind of have no reaction, have nothing, coincidentally, their behavior changes at least around you. <laughs> so that is how anybody on the outside that kind of poke us, bother us, <laughs> make us uncomfortable, think that causes pain is an opportunity. They bring a gift if we can see it. It's an opportunity for us to become whole. So thank them. Everybody's playing a part. Okay, everybody is affected by energy. Everybody's affected by what they brought into this life from prior lifetimes. So we make nothing wrong. And go ahead and gently, you may open your eyes. So how was that? What did that feel like? What did that do? Mm -hmm. For me, it was kind of that uh, I can drop in and then go back to my line. Mm -hmm. And then go, nope, you're in your line. Yeah, so that's all. Practice. It's practice. practices. So did the did the intensity soften? Mm -hmm. Yes. The intensity of the anger did it soften? Mm -hmm. Okay. There you go. And, the, and there's no need to analyze it. Mm -hmm. And it'll come up that you want to analyze it. It's just you don't need to be. They just say no. We're not handling things this way anymore. Mm -hmm. They said that's not how we're handling this. We've got it covered. Thank you. <laughs> mm -hmm. 
and it's a uh, it is difficult it's foreign because even when we thought we were accepting things into the heart we were accepting it into the heart with our head <laughs> do you know what i mean how many times we say oh you know god loves us all let's accept it we say it we provide lip service you don't actually do the work we talk it you don't experience it so what we want to do is experience it when we experience it and there's there's no other way than to sit and go through the process quietly every time within yourself when we experience it we need to say nothing about it mm -hmm. it's done we move on it's internal work it's personal work it's internal work you don't need to go broadcast it to people by the way i'm handling with this right now <laughs> <laughs> because i'm superior than you is this is personal internal work humbly gently continue to do that and you will become different your life will become different your life will change it changes in the way it needs to change may not be in the way that you think is going to change so remember you know we we do the work we do everything we do this type of work and then we completely surrender we get out of the way with full trust that nothing will happen in our life that we cannot handle no problems will ever ever come without a solution that whatever will happen will happen for the highest good we get out of the way we trust we don't need to hold on to anything that's that's a cause of suffering we don't need to insist that something should happen this way that we block the flow of love for ourselves when we do that when we insist upon something to happen a certain way we come in the way completely let go do what you need to do and be free freedom is not anywhere outside of us if we can get the head out of the way <laughs> freedom is right here be free who's stopping you life is here enjoy as much as you want play as much as you want who's coming in the way mind is coming in the way it's a difficult task because we have something called a brain <laughs> we've needed it we still need it but we just need to work it differently so did that make sense for you susie yeah i'm so stubborn i know so <laughs> <laughs> yeah it's really not about being stubborn is we don't know we we have just we have just done something in in a particular way for so long mm -hmm. that change is difficult 
And if we haven't experienced, you know, more and more, if you continuously drop into the heart and ask, what am I feeling? What is this? We're, you know, go internal. You will end up having a different experience. First of all, immediately what happens, your your mind rests. It's like you the intensity goes away. It's like, oh, my God, I can relax. So more and more, if you create that kind of experience for yourself, then you have a contrast because you know how it feels. It feels good to you, good for you. It feels good to be there. Then you will go into that space more and more. So the head wants to have an exact time, place, a procedure, right? This is, this is subtle perception, very mm-hmm. subtle, very profound. And it's that protect, protection rule, like, I don't think that you treat me that way anymore. I'm going to stay away from it because... That's avoidance. It, it's avoidance. Avoidance. Exactly. It's avoidance is resistance. Mm-hmm. And the thing is, you're only making her more powerful. Watch out. Right. Right. <laughs> it's always been that way. Always. What do you... So there's a game. What's, what do you resist will persist. Mm-hmm. Right? Mm-hmm. So... It's just, yeah. Mm-hmm. And then, we, you know, we're like, it's a game of chase. Mm-hmm. Who's chasing who? Mm-hmm. Um, it's just, it's fear. Avoidance is fear. There's, there's fear in there. Underneath mm-hmm. all anger is fear. Mm-hmm. There's fear of, I don't know, you have to fill in the blank, mm-hmm. what that blank is, what the fear is. Mm-hmm. We all have fear. Fear is part of love. It's just the other side of it. Mm-hmm. The only way fear will go away is if we bring it to love. Mm-hmm. When we resist fear, you know, we say, when well, I'm not going to be afraid of you. I'm not going to be afraid of you. So, but we run away. <laughs> I mean, I, it's not even afraid. I think it's just like I'm done. I don't. I'm just not gonna subject myself to that treatment anymore. So yeah, that, that's a, I'm not gonna keep going back for more. That's a different. I, 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 I don't fear losing the love anymore. Yeah, I'm like I'm done. I don't need it. I have my own kids. I love them. I never treat them that way. Yeah, you know what I mean. So I feel like I'm just like I, and, I know, surrender to that. Yeah, and sometimes it is just. You, you know, you have to be willing to release beliefs, conditioning, mm-hmm. people that are not in your, in, the, in your divine plan for you. Mm-hmm. You have to be willing mm-hmm. to release that. So is that surrendering? So is that first, is it still being heavy or is that just surrendering, being... You can, um, you know, let's untangle that a little bit because it's messy. I I feel that though, what you just said. Mm -hmm. So explain that to me one more time. Well, my question was, is surrendering, is surrendering me alone? 
of the experience without attaching to it? Yeah, surrendering is just allow yourself to feel exactly what you feel. Mm -hmm. Then understand what the feeling is. Mm -hmm. Where is it coming from? What is it? Surrendering is like that. Yeah. First, For surrendering. Right, right, surrendering right. means the head is out of the way. We surrender into the mm -hmm. we just we flow with it. And then we can't, but the trick is to not stay and surrender because it's still not really getting to the heart of what it is. It's still yeah, so, so, so exactly. Mm -hmm. So when you surrender, you can actually the the energy is spared mm -hmm. because there's a lot of energy and resistance. When we surrender, we have that extra energy. It's, if we have that energy that we can use to mm -hmm. see what is it. Yeah. Mm -hmm. What is it that is really going on? So there, there is some kind of a fear. Fear is a very hidden thing. Mm -hmm. Fear of being found out. Fear that somebody is going to know my truth and judge me. I'm just throwing these things out there. Mm -hmm. Fear that you're going to look at me saying, have you lost your head? What kind of a person are you? Fear that I'm not going to be validated. Mm -hmm. You know, it's really fear of losing somebody's love and respect. Fear that you're not going to love me and their person is not going to love me anymore. And then going underneath even that is just your own fear. But the real the fear is I am unlovable. The experience is I am unlovable. Because I am not good enough. I'm only loved if I do X, Y, Z. Mm -hmm. Mm -hmm. Exactly. And once I see myself as lovable, or once I have this experience of having love, now, with you know, my take is love brings great responsibility. Towards yourself. Yeah. It yeah. really does. Yeah. It does, and mm -hmm. but that scares the shit out of me. Yeah. No, no. No, actually, I'm totally <laughs> not. My name is Lisa Hess. No, I think people who are going to listen to these podcasts, they're going to know we're a very real group. It's just this huge hurdle for me. And you know what, actually, that is such a, you see how deep we've gone? This is really an important point, the responsibility. Mm -hmm. The responsibility to stand up for oneself. Mm -hmm. Boundaries. Mm -hmm. They're very sneaky. And that's what I feel like I've created is boundaries. Mm -hmm. This is where it stops, right here. Mm -hmm. You want me in your life? So why do we create bound? Why are boundaries needed? So first of all, most of us, a lot of us, don't have boundaries. Don't have boundaries that are clear because they kind of clear get clear as a situation arises. We're not born and saying these are the boundaries in place. You don't come into my home. I don't go into yours. We don't even understand boundaries. We go everywhere. Everybody else comes in. As life goes on, we realize this is about 
first there was fear, fear of not being accepted and loved. That fear was because I am not good enough unless I do, unless I appease to you this way. Otherwise, you're not going to love me. So I'm going to keep on pretending that I agree with you or I'm listening to you because I'm really afraid if I didn't, if I really got found out, you're not going to want me. You're not going to love me. So it, there's a, there's a self-worth that is wrapped in here. I am only good enough because, and remember what we said last class or one of the classes, worth is God-given. It is not a result of we, what we do. It is not a result of who in this lifetime loves us. It's a result of the, it's a, it's, it's a fact that we are born into this world. We are worthy to have a human life to heal our soul, to heal our life. We're worthy to heal. We're here to heal. So we're good enough for that. We are good enough. So it really goes deep into the I am not good enough unless I follow these guidelines, unless I um, dance your dance, unless I am this person that you are comfortable with, etc., etc., etc. So once we understand that there's that lack of self worth, and really understanding where worth is coming from. Self lack of self-worth was there so we can actually see the worth. Because without it, we won't see it. So then the worth really is, is God-given. It's again, the bouquet of flowers with buds that have not yet blossomed. So is the responsibility. So then, if you if you if you begin to see your self worth and value yourself as good enough to live this life and heal it and walk through the processes in your way possible, because you are free to do that. So what do we do with the things that are off of value? Do you guys have diamond rings? Mm -hmm. Do you guys have some other assets in your home? Mm -hmm. Do you have insurance I'm on insurance. them? Yeah. You insure I'm them. Insurance. Why? Because they're valuable. So the boundaries are internal, an internal way of seeing yourself mm -hmm. as valuable enough that you do not allow whatever you do not allow. And initially, when we first begin to put boundaries, we get mad that it took us so long. Mm -hmm. And that's okay. Many times it's also wrapped up in the anger that I feel we feel at other things. Mm -hmm. All anger becomes kind of one type of anger. You don't know what we're angry about, we're angry. So that anger that why did I not protect me? Why didn't I see this before? Mm -hmm. Lisa, you have a question? Yeah, so that's the responsibility. You have, you know, you have valuable things in the house. Mm -hmm. It's wonderful to have them, enjoy them, but then there's the responsibility to take care of them mm -hmm. and responsibility to safeguard them. Mm 
And that sense of responsibility comes from our experiences of loving others and knowing how hard it is to truly love somebody just who they are. For who I mean, they are. Okay. Yeah. And, and that, hard. yeah, mm -hmm. that comes. And when we, so that's boundaries. So the boundaries are, you know, again, releasing all that that's not in the in your divine plan which means letting go of certain people with love all you know love has to be first self-love and that's what it means is to love yourself self-love self-valuing can you truly value yourself that you have a purpose here you came here into this world for something. You, your soul has a purpose. That purpose has to be protected. You yourself has to, you know, kind of protect your energy and taken care of. And that's, that's where the response, that's what you have a responsibility to yourself. We have a responsibility to ourselves. It is hard. You wish that someone else would take it, <laughs> right? You wish that someone else would see you the way you see you, truly, deeply. But again, remember, other people, the world is a mirror. When you begin to see your self-worth, it'll show up. In your life experiences, you will draw people into your life who tell you. That's what I feel like it's more a letting go, maybe not a, a stubbornness, but it's just like it is what it is. I don't want to fight for it, I don't want to um, let down my boundary. I, I feel like this point in my life, I have boundaries. I mm -hmm. I, I do respect the wisdom that I've gained, and I I, I know I don't want to send that down, mm -hmm. and just not try to fight it. Surrender, mm -hmm. bring it in, love it, let it go. Really, yeah. So see yourself, see your self worth. Again, your self worth is not because. Because we have all made mistakes, that's why we're here, remember? It's not because, oh my God, I have messed up so much. Self-worth is not a result of that. Self-worth is not what you're doing, how you're living. Self-worth is God-given. It's given to you. Otherwise, you wouldn't be born here. So recognizing, tapping into that self-worth, understanding that, and protecting your precious life, protecting your resources. It's not even about boundaries. It's more like releasing all those that are not serving you in, in what the divine has planned for you.
seeing your purpose. Once we connect ourselves to our deep soul level, we begin to see what our purpose is. What are you here to do? Is taking care of that. So, you know, we started with anger. Remember, these are man, these are not man-made, these are mind-made emotions. And everything works in layers. So really it again it it turned it went all the way back to self-love, self-recognition with a big S. Mm -hmm. Do you know who you are? Do you know where you come from? So it's becoming that. It's becoming that beacon of love. And then all this other stuff that comes in life, you know, the interaction with other people, interaction in the world, it will be a reflection of how we truly see ourselves. And... So again, I'm going to mention back the appreciation. So remember the same, same people who have brought anger, look what they have done for you. When the situation keeps on repeating and repeating and repeating, there's something in there for you. <laughs> it's not a coincidence. There's something in there for you to keep looking inward, keep going deeper and deeper and deeper. You know, ultimately, all the emotions that we we make up in the mind and they really they're they're tangled, they're interconnected, and they all turn to one thing. It's truly understanding love. It's not just chocolate and flowers. Mm -hmm. <laughs> Those are nice too. <laughs> so thanking those who have made your life difficult. Or they have helped you see yourself. They have helped you recognize yourself. So questions on this? There's a lot. It just, the depth, it, you continue to go deeper and deeper and deeper. 
Yes, and when you go do the deep work within yourself, you begin to feel those subtle perceptions, the subtle knowing. It's the deep knowing. The mind will argue, but the heart knows. The mind can add all kinds of words to the experiences. Heart needs no words because it, it's at the direct point of experience. That's what we want. We don't care about the words. So it's that inner, deep inner experience is what will be produced outside in the life, is what will show up. Okay, any questions, any confusions? And yeah, I know, it's like, it's a lot. So yeah, you know, by talking, like, you know, bringing it up, nothing's, you know, but there's nothing is that all questions are good questions, just continue to ask. So if you have any questions on that. If not, <laughs> so we were working, you know, we called it the A technique, which was awareness, allowing, acceptance, appreciation. The next one is application. The amputation. <laughs> <laughs> no, there's no amputation. Application. Oh my goodness. That is funny. No, no, I tried it, you know, I tried emotional application. <laughs> I can't I can't recommend it. You can't, no, nah, I don't think so. <laughs> Nice try. <laughs> so, yeah, it was application. It's where you begin to apply these principles in your life, bringing this work into reality. When you can apply this greater awareness of yourself in your life to live it, to be it, to fully participate with life as a part of you, you recognize that you are loved and you are allowing your true self to blossom. The blossom word is really coming in handy today. Mm -hmm. I didn't even know it was here. You are bringing duality into unity. So duality is there's pain, fear, there's love, that's duality. You're bringing them into one flow. It's all, it's the other side of love. With every conscious choice you make and applying unity conscious, consciousness in your life, 
Each time you find yourself moving into duality, there's no need to judge yourself. Just expand love into this dual way of thinking until it becomes so immersed in love that it becomes a greater expression of love. Application is a very important part of this process because if you're not applying it in your life, you have not brought the suffering and pain to a full circle of love to set yourself free. The application of this process is surrendering life to greater love. You are the key to your absolute freedom and to living life to the fullest. This is what the heavens is asking us to do, to be the example of a being of pure love that accepts all life as part of love, without exception. The fifth dimension is the first step in living in a love-based realm where you automatically choose love without excluding fear. This love-based realm that you are creating through your being will continue to grow until all of life can expand in love. For the heavens to flow through you in this unrestricted way, it requires you to open to all of life and see it all as a part of love. So again, you know, one of the ways to apply it is in the daily living, we go through many experiences. Obviously, we're talking about experiences that are troublesome because that's what we need to heal. Okay. So if in your daily living you, you come across experiences which make you, which deplete your energy, make you feel out of source, make you feel, brings about anger, brings about judgment, all that wonderful stuff that we go through, is to, the, the old way of being was, you know, we get in the head, we analyze it, we figure it out, we put it in a pretty neat little ball package around it and saying, okay, now I make sense of it, now I can move away. Perhaps in the head we have made sense of it, but the energy of it is still cycling. And, you know, surprise of surprises, two days go by, you're hit by the same thing. Okay, so it's a clue that whatever we did on Monday did not work to repeat it again on Thursday because it was the same. It's we're not, we, something else needs to happen. Rather mm -hmm. than just the mental explanations of it, something other than needs to happen because once it's healed, you will no longer experience that. Mm -hmm. It's that, it's, you know, the question to ask is like, what was that? What am I feeling? It's going word. What am I feeling? What What is my experience? Very quickly, the mind will get uh, excited about analyzing the others who supposedly brought forward this experience. Mm -hmm. um, so just say, no, no, go inward. It's a lot of fun in going inward. You just go in and mm -hmm. say, what is it? What am I feeling? How does this come about? And, you know, the truth is, if you are, these experiences repeat. There's only so many different kind of experiences we had. 
Okay. Mm -hmm. <laughs> right? Anger happens all the time. Feeling I'm not good enough happens all the time. We feel hurt all the time. We feel disappointed. There's only so many different ways that we feel. And they repeat. Say, so what is it? What am I feeling? Mm -hmm. How did this come about? And how have I, where, where have I, where have I experienced this before? When you ask that, things will pop up. Like, what is this experience? What do I keep on experiencing this? Then it becomes more about you than about mm. the other person. It's like, what is it in me? What's going on here? Why, why am I experiencing this? And realize and that is what you're here to heal. Go deep into it like we just did in our previous meditation. Go deep into it and realize that that's what we're here to heal. Mm -hmm. And the way to heal it is to bring that part of you into love. Don't know it in your head. Close your eyes. Expand the heart, open the heart, visualize it. And just like we, I gave an example previously that you, just like, you know, you, um, somebody asks you for coffee money, somebody's begging money on a street corner. And when you open the heart, you know what that feels like. And if you kind of look at them and saying, ah, these people wish they would leave me alone. So you close your heart to it and you mm -hmm. judge them and you walk off. You know how that feels. So the feeling of, of expansion, you can, very, you, can, you can feel the expansion in the heart or you can feel the heart restricting. When the heart is you know, are restricting, many times there's stuff that goes on in the head. Many times we walk away judging and saying, oh, you know, maybe I should have given some money. Maybe I shouldn't have judged. Oh, you know what? I, I, I swore that I was never going to give money to these people. They're just going to take the money and go buy drugs. Like, but then the mind will say, but you don't really know that. How do you know that? And so you will do this kind of stuff in your head and give yourself a headache. Mm -hmm. So then you know what's operating here, your head or your heart. Still so, so, so drop the head into the heart. So, and when you drop the head into the heart, both are functioning. Mm -hmm. You're under. You may be going through the same conversation that you just did, but you realize that that's that's not the, that's not what the important thing is. What was the point here? When you go into the heart. What was the, the point was to heal. The point is to become whole. Mm -hmm. So I just, you know, you not giving five bucks to somebody begging for coffee is not going to stop them from using drugs. And it's very possible that they actually just wanted coffee, that they actually needed a meal. You have no idea. Mm -hmm. You don't know. We don't know. That's just a justification for what we did. Right? So it's, I'm not trying to say give money or not mm -hmm. give money, but that was a good example to kind of make you understand mm -hmm. what an open heart feels like mm -hmm. and what a closed heart feels like. So that is your clue when you're doing the work into the heart. It's like, what is that experience? I mean, when people do that work, tears come up. Mm -hmm. 
their face, facial expressions soften. They ease into their body. They become quiet, they become softer. That's a much better way of being than where we have been. Good stuff, huh? Mm -hmm. Lots of stuff. Lots of stuff. I know. There's lots there. Every time you think that, you have it. And that's how it works. You do have it. We, we just, you know, who knows where the end is? We'll never know. Um, but it's a, it's, it's really a journey of healing and journey home journey getting to know thyself you know in, in yoga we say you know get to know yourself we, we started with the mat <laughs> <laughs> and here we are 25 years later we're still on the mat but we're just traveling deeper so there, there's no there's no end point to getting to know thyself to getting to be the love that we are it's a It's an endless journey. But it doesn't really matter where we are. Wherever we are, that's where we are. We open, we expand, we open, we open. We've, we've expanded the seeing. We expand the knowing. We discover depth in a way that we've never known before. That's when the, our presence, that's when we become more present into our life. What does presence mean? What does it mean to be become more aware? We can't become more aware just because we want to. We can't make a goal, I'm going to become more aware. Well, good luck. We can, maybe a little bit, but it's not a mental thing. It's a, it's a, it's a, it's a way, it's a vibrational, energetic way of being inside that amplifies your presence, that makes you fully present, whatever the fully is, but wherever the, on the spectrum, on the process, wherever you are. So more and more present. So we don't, we don't just look at life in a linear way. We just don't believe what's just in front of us. It's not about believing. It's just that we see more. We see into different dimensions. We connect more dots. Life makes sense in a much more bigger way. So we don't get hung up on, this person did that, made me angry. Mm -hmm. we, we don't get focused on that. We see beyond it. We see around it. We see underneath it. We expand the scene so we can understand it better. So we can we can show up fully into our lives. 
And, you know, we, we talk, you know, I, I mentioned here and there are prior lifetimes and um, many times, you know, we can see being in this lifetime that when we go through a difficult life or a difficult situation or a painful event, we, we vow never to do something again. We vow not to be here again, not to be with this certain person again. Um, that's also resistance. <laughs> This stuff is so convoluted. I was waiting for growth. <laughs> this is also resistance and judgment. Okay, and remember that's how we got here in the first place. Because somewhere in our prior lifetimes, we have, because of whatever we went through, because of whatever painful life we had, we made vows. We judged what we went through. And until we love those energies, here we are again. Do you see how you, mm -hmm. you, you understand? Yes, yeah, so a certain walking level. Away from, <clears throat> walking away from whatever that situation is yeah. without. Yes. Accepting our part in it and accepting, doing the healing work around it. And without, and accepting that this is part of love. And the truth is, in human history, billions of years ago, no one has hurt human beings more than human beings. Okay? Pain was brought to pain and control and powering over. It was done in a very gruesome way. So accepting that as part of love, how does that feel? So accepting that as part of love, somewhere in our prior lifetimes we have judged. Somewhere in our prior lifetimes we have taken vows not to ever do this again, not to trust somebody again, mm -hmm. not to be a certain way again. Well, here we are. We're repeating, we are, the energies have us. So our soul is in this body and the, the blueprint, our, you know, our personal blueprint is where our soul decides, okay, this is how we're gonna set up, take two or take 200, heal this. So here's a setup for you, have fun, see ya, right? So, and we forgot, we forgot that a job here was to heal all the past energies, we forgot that. And, and remembering that nothing ever happens without our soul's permission. 
Mm -hmm. <laughs> You're right. Nothing can ever happen without our soul's permission. This is our soul planning our life this way so we can heal what we came here to heal. So when we are, you know, now, you know, becoming more present, so when we are living in this lifetime, is not to draw a sand line in the sand. That's a mental flaw. When we draw a line in the sand, say never, ever, ever, who has done that? I know I have. Mm -hmm. I didn't know. I even felt proud of it. You know, I talked about non-negotiable contracts where I draw a line in the sand, taking a stand. We can still do all of that, but be a pivot from the heart. We can decide to do that, but where's the pivot? Where is the energetic anchor? So when you, you know, when we sit here and, you know, make these promises. Remember, next lifetime is not too far away. So this is, this is being present. What are you really feeling? What are the words that are coming out of our mouth? Because when we take vows never to do something, we're judging it. So accepting, understanding, honoring all life, honoring all energies that people have around them. It's not about people, it's about the energies that they are dealing with. And they don't know, they don't know. You know, I noticed uh, myself, I just in general, like, you know, my son has had challenges in his from child to adult years. And just very casually, I would say, you know, in a kind of almost in an enduring way, I didn't even know I was saying that. I'm like, that's it, I'm done being a mom. Never going to be a mom again. Mm -hmm. Until I caught myself saying that. And I said, what am I saying? <laughs> so when I understood that and I, I had to release that, it's like, no, it's not true for me anymore. It's whatever would be in my highest good will come about. But if I resist something so vehemently, it's actually going to for sure come about. <laughs> and it's going to come about in a, not a good way. <laughs> so just paying attention, paying attention. So that's why the internal meditative practices, asking the question, always ask, ask yourself what's going on here. It's more than you see. 
I'm sorry, it reminds me of when I'm telling myself it's really little and I hate to step to this phase where you just, you know, the cling on phase where they just want to be with you wherever you are and sometimes you get so tired of it, you know, I remember, I totally remember having one of those parenting moments where I'm like, Logan, you have all these toys. I'm just going to take all your, you know, just standing, like say, right? when you like, can't control on them, I'm just going to take all these toys and put them in the box and I'm give them to somebody who's going to appreciate them. And Logan's like, can I help? <laughs> 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 and I was like, okay. <laughs> okay, that didn't work. <laughs> that he just brought me to the top of my mind. I was like, oh, it's time to talk to Logan. I know. I know they want to be with you when they're little, they can't leave you alone. And when they're adults, you're like, hello? <laughs> you don't, they don't want to be with you. Or it just convoluted, it becomes very confusing for them and for the moms, for the parents. Yeah, so, you know, understanding that there's, that the consciousness or the energy doesn't end because the body ends. We are all visitors here. Um, we're here to do something. So since we're here to do something, it's worthwhile asking what that is. Instead of kind of living in a default way, it's worthwhile asking, what am I here to do? What's my point here? And it's, it's, it's protecting that purpose or loving that purpose and releasing all the beliefs. You know, mostly what we need to release is our beliefs. Once we release the beliefs and conditioning, you know, the right people will show up. Yeah, one of my uh, mantra a long time ago used to be, put me where you want me. I give up. Put me where you want me. You know, I, I still find a great relief in that. Mm -hmm. You know, it gets tiresome to carry your bag all the time mm -hmm. and sort it out. So you do what you know to do and then just say, you know what, take me where you want me. And trust him. And just trust him. Then all will be okay. So all will be okay. It's, a, it's not okay in the terms that we think. Mm -hmm. Okay. Um, we think all will be okay, meaning everything will turn out the way we want it. It's not that kind of okay. It's really rather being okay with however it turns out. So we surrender each moment.
we don't say I'm going to surrender for this amount of time and then you better show up properly for me. We don't say, well, I'm going to do all your work. I've done all of this work. Now what? Why haven't you done? Why haven't you brought forward what I what you knew I wanted? <laughs> so that would not be surrendering. <laughs> Surrendering would mean surrendering, letting go of all conditions, all expectations, all anything being in a certain way. One of the explanations I heard, I think it was from perhaps Craig Hamilton or some or spiritual teacher like that, that you know, meditation and awaken and then something about once you do all the work, then cut your head off and wait and sit. <laughs> now that's trust, right? So trust, trust like that. So again, you know, we will, as we, this is, we just kind of started to do this work. We're just stirring things up. Mm -hmm. And um, it, it's uh, it, the levels that we will digest and apply this knowledge will continue to deepen and show up differently. It'll show up differently in different circumstances in life. Oh, that's what that meant, like that. Um, so it works in, in layers. It's a process that just whatever needs to happen, it'll reveal your, it'll reveal itself in a way that you never imagined. It's really quite fascinating and mind-blowing. That is like, wow. Uh, yeah, I have no words for it. So yeah, so spend some time this week, you know, becoming more attuned to your subtle experiences. And just deliberately go there. So what is it? Mm -hmm. And you know, the truth is the experiences this week are not going to be any different from experiences in the prior week. <laughs> <laughs> they will just uh, come in a different package. The story would be around it would be different. So just, you know, be present to that. So what is it? What do I keep feeling that? So look at it. You know, go travel inward and have fun and see what you see. So expand your mind around it. See, what is that? Tune into the subtle perceptions, the knowing of it. It's nice and heady. <laughs> but it's self-compassion self-compassion can really be really loud is that where it's self-compassion compassion yeah compassion for yourself mm -hmm. that's like love it's like loving your sorrows loving your um, pain or loving your whatever it is comes mm -hmm. up Loving, you know, even the funny thing is that when we um, 
begin to love everything about us, even judgment. Hmm. You know, loving the fact that I judge somebody, then you realize it wasn't really about anybody. I judged myself. Somewhere along the line, I've judged myself for the same thing. Mm -hmm. So then it just like, oh my God, it's really loving that, you know, your, your, your inner child, your innocence. Mm -hmm. Loving your humanity. Mm And one thing I can reassure you that from personal experiences that when we allow um, things really happen in a in the they really in a, happen in a way that you need them. Never so far in my life has it failed that, you know, I have a couple of books by my bedside. And there was a time when I, the only way I read books was with three colored pens and pencils. And I studied books. I ate them up. And I had to read from cover to cover. I had to go back and forth. I really had to just chew it. I don't do that anymore. I don't have time. <laughs> so... <laughs> So what I do, and I said, well, just open the book. I just open, and it shows up. And so far, it has never failed. Whatever it shows up, mm -hmm. it's exactly what has been the, you know, a recent occurrence or recent thing that there's not a message in there for me. Mm -hmm. So, you know, once I let go of having to chew the book from cover to cover, whatever showed up, whatever needed to show up, and that was plenty. Sometimes it was just a paragraph I read, and I just needed to sit with that. Um, so, so it just, you know, that's what allowing does. So whatever little, you know, anchor that we're hanging on to, the little thread that thinking, no, I don't want to let go. Maybe someone's going to pull me out of this. Maybe if I held on to that little thing, it's going to turn out my way the way I want it because I'm so attached to it. Because if anything happened other than what I wanted, it's going to blow up my world. How am I going to live with that? Let it go. Let go of that thread. Let go of that little holding on to. Just let go. There's no other way. That's the way. That's the way. <laughs> we like it. <laughs> so um, I cannot believe it's 429. So wow. any questions? I don't understand. We never take a break. Um, I don't know where the two hours go. We were, yeah, we were digging. We were digging. That's right. We were digging. Right. Digging. Yeah. So mm -hmm. 
Um, so any burning questions before I close off for today? Okay, so we have one more session. Um, it's all good. I'm so glad you guys are digging this stuff. Yeah. <laughs> right? So let me go ahead and close this off and I'll, we'll resume next week one more session.